I need a refill. <laughs>back to another star wars saturday on refill and chill i'm your host dylan fields here with my co-host brandon park brandon we've got episode four of kenobi how are you feeling episode four kenobi can't wait i loved it i love it more can't wait let's get into it before we get into it we got some stuff in the star wars world hell yeah i wanted, I wanted to bring up did you see the chippendale movie yes i did i absolutely loved it i watched it twice now did you know that Ugly Sonic was supposed to be Jar Jar Binks? I did hear that, but to be completely honest, I'm glad they went with Ugly Sonic because so, yeah, that would have been a lot harder to fit in. Well, not only that, but there was so many issues with Ahmad Best back in the day, like of him getting bullied for that role, that it, I don't know, it just wouldn't feel right putting him in that position again. Um, it almost made more sense that like Ugly Sonic was like never used. It was a literal troll. In yeah, recycled. Yeah, but I wanted to point that out because I thought that was interesting because that was a hilarious cameo, like unexpected. Oh yeah, no, I was dying when I saw that. I'm like, no way, they just made fun of that. But how do they get him in there? Because that's not Disney. Correct. Um. So. I didn't look it up, but they had to have bought some kind of rights for like that version of Sonic. Mm -hmm. So they probably only had that version of Sonic. Cause I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but like Randy Marsh from South Park was in the movie. Yes. Um, there were a bunch of other like, yeah, there's a bunch of cameos that weren't Disney. I noticed. Yeah. Even the, uh, actually I think Coca-Cola is with Disney. They're not owned by Disney of course, but no, but they have some kind of partnership with the theme parks, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if you knew, but the the bear, the polar bear from Coca-Cola. Yeah. That's who that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Disney fans, or I'm sorry, Disney Park fans are going to lose their minds during an upcoming new season of a prestige streaming series. That's all I can say without getting in trouble. That's what I'm just reading off of Twitter from a verified page. Um, my first thoughts, I'm thinking Mandalorian, since it's Disney Parks streaming service. I don't know. I mean, it could be Marvel, but I feel like I feel like we're going to see something from a park specifically in a show, which could be Batu. Is it me? Is it Brandon Park? Could be. I think Batu. We'll be in Mando season three. Ooh. That's just my thoughts and theories. What would you think of from hearing that? I really don't know what to make of that, to be completely honest. Um, I mean, it makes sense what you said for sure, but I, I really, I actually have literally no idea what it could be. It, it's very like, you know, it doesn't really give you any detail. It's just like something big's coming. Yeah, I wanted to point out that I read that there was talks of a season two 
or a continuation of Kenobi. What are your first thoughts on that? Because in my opinion, I think that we don't need another season of this show, but maybe like Kenobi would show up in Andor or, I mean, just like other installments of just Star Wars, but I don't necessarily think that there needs to be another season because otherwise, I mean, I know they could just put in a bunch of filler, but maybe, I don't know. What, what's your thoughts? Give me your thoughts because I'm, I got some different ideas that could work. So I think it's definitely possible. Um, and it, it could do good, but I really, really want to see how they cap off um, this season uh, in two weeks. Unfortunately, two weeks. I'm sad. Um, but, you know, I, I think this is the whole bringing up to Kenobi finding a new hope. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this episode in particular, you know, this is sort of like the turning point for the rest of the series. These last two episodes. Um, we'll get into that more later. But uh, oh, yeah. Uh, definitely excited for these next two episodes. A season two of Kenobi could be cool. Um, but like I said, I'd like to finish up this season um, to see where they could possibly, you know, go with this story to make a season two. Because um, obviously, yeah, it, it is possible. Um, I just doubt we would get much Vader. Yeah. Um, I do want to point out that my last thoughts on this is this seems like it's very, very focused on Leia, which we kind of had an idea that like it was going to be a little focused, but I thought maybe one or two episodes. I didn't realize it was going to be four already with two left. So what I'm going to get at is if they were to make a season two or a part two, that would, excuse me, that would focus on Luke. More Tatooine than anything else. Maybe a little Black Chrysanthemum. Maybe a little Boba Fett. Anything. Maybe even Cad Bane. I think it would deal more with the uh, Outer Rim and the bounty hunters on Tatooine. Now that everybody knows that Kenobi's alive, which... Well, not everybody. I mean, I know the Empire knows now because Vader knows. But... Yeah. I don't know. I get that's the only thing that I could see that would be worth talking about since part one per se is about Leia. Yeah. Um, now that you mentioned that, I really think they could grant it. Yeah. That would be sweet to have. Um, but I feel like it would be such a drop off from season one to season two. Like it, in my opinion, it wouldn't be worth doing it. No, but I'll never turn down star Wars content. I'll no, never. Absolutely. Even visions. I'll take another season. of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to bring up to bring up the Grand Inquisitor's death from episode two, I did want to point out that the writer for the show, Joby Harold, said, as you know, we would never break canon. So that's all I will say. Canon is everything. Which, <laughs> first things first, Star Wars is known to break canon. But secondly, obviously that means he's not dead. But we, I think we knew that. Yeah, I think. I think you kill off a big character like that. Like you can't like, I don't know. You can't just kill him off in the second episode. Granted, they made this other Jedi. I already forgot his name uh, from episode one. He already got hung. Oh yeah. I didn't know his name either. I Nari. Nari's his name. Okay. Nari. Um, 
and you know they kind of made him seem like he was going to be a big deal and I, I was really shook when they killed him off first episode to be completely honest mm-hmm. um but grand inquisitor i feel like ultimately reva's gonna find out that luke or leia probably leia is anakin skywalker's daughter and she's about to go tell vader but the grand inquisitor before she can do that kills her possibly yeah i think it'll be luke for some reason like why is he hiding in tatooine and then she'll figure it out but um oh shoot if if what we heard from before the leaks um i would agree because that's sort of my prediction for the end of course just of what i've heard um even though they claim that the ending has changed i i just kind of still find that hard to believe how it just changed just like that but hmm. um well if darth Maul, if darth maul can get cut in half and come back if vader or anakin can lose all his limbs and burn and live if palpatine can somehow return i mean you got to believe the grand inquisitor is going to be fine especially if they're not going to break canon and he appears in rebels yeah, I, I think he's still alive. Um, just probably recovering in a back to tank. He did only get stabbed right in the stomach, which I mean that don't yeah. get me wrong. That's that's pretty major, but um, I think he's still alive, and he's ultimately going to be the reason that Riva dies. Because um, yeah. Riva, sorry to say, if you're a Riva fan, um, personally don't know too many. I actually would probably consider myself one of the bigger Riva fans because I I don't necessarily hate her character. But she's gonna die. Yeah. What did you think of in part three in the Inquisitor's lair? You can see Jedi's younglings, lightsabers, and helmets as trophies around their like office. Um, so I saw that actually in the trailer. Um, oh. they showed it for a quick second. Okay. Uh, well, I didn't really notice everything, but I noticed the Padawan's uh helmet on the table as like a trophy they had it like displayed as a trophy um and this episode we'll get into it more um kind of you know shows more than that okay i think it's interesting though because apparently vader likes keeping a collection of all of them yeah it's sort of like a sith thing to do because think general grievous did the same thing yep Mm -hmm. did you notice that uh well, I'll get to that later, but did you see that Darth Vader is set to appear in Ahsoka? Is he actually, though? I know the people that were doing, that were working with Vader are doing something with Ahsoka. All right, yeah, all I've seen is that Darth Vader is set to appear in Ahsoka. James Earl Jones will voice it, which, I mean, it could that could be just a, you know, a fake troll, but... If it's true, would that mean we could possibly see a Rebels live-action flashback to their fight? I think that's the only way it makes sense. Yeah. Because I I could see a Force Anakin ghost at the very end or something. They talk into Ahsoka like, hey, Snips. But, like, she could still be going through trauma like Obi-Wan and having flashbacks and, you know, nightmares and Anakin? You know, seeing him with his his eye out of his helmet. Mm-hmm. That's my only thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I definitely could see it, um, especially since Hayden has kind of hinted that he would like to do more uh, projects. Oh, yeah. But um, 
yeah, I'm interested to see what they do with that. Um, because I have been reading into those rumors and I just know for a fact that the team that has been working with like Darth Vader, um, like the character in the um, Obi-Wan series um, is doing something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It hasn't been confirmed what, but there's a good chance it has something to do with Vader. Is gotcha. my- well, we'll see. Yeah. Why don't we hear a quick sponsor read from our good friend Dylan with Anchor. And then when we come back, we got three blue milks. <laughs> and we're back from the ad break. Remember that Anchor is free. Dylan himself said it. So make sure you check out Anchor if you're interested in making your own podcast, like Refill and Chill or, I don't know, a Walk in the Park maybe. Maybe go take a walk in the park while you're thinking of what podcast you're going to make but anyways Dylan let's get into this recap so starting off this episode Kenobi wakes up um you know still kind of woozy from just getting absolutely burned literally by Vader um and then he gets put in a back to tank you see him and then you see it goes back to him and Vader you know they're having bad flashbacks and memories of each other they're all just all over the place Kenobi wakes up. She tells him, get back in the tank. He's like, where's Leia? Finally gets out of the tank. Um, so basically, the main part of that was they were experiencing each other's like PTSD. I don't know if they were connecting with each other, but they, I know. It looked, it looked like it. It looked like they were connecting with each other in some sort of way. Um, but they were both just going through their PTSD from the past. Um, you know, both of their mistakes, whether Anakin claims he made a mistake, I don't think he does at this moment. Um, he just wants Kenobi, that's all. Um, and it's just making him more angry, and then Kenobi's just, you know, getting more in his head. Um, we noticed that more uh a little bit later in the episode, not too much later. Um, so we're in this episode, I'm gonna jump around a little bit. Um, we're introduced to a new character, Roken, uh, which is actually played by Ice Cube's son, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, with Shay Jackson Jr. Yep. Um, and, you know, we get introduced to him. He talks about his wife was taken away from him by Inquisitors um, and believed to be killed. I sort of believe that she was... We'll get into that, actually. I'm not going to talk about that, but... Um, we believe we see her at towards the end, but like I said, we'll get into that. Um, and I don't know if you picked up on this, but I think that Roken actually fought in the Clone Wars because he refers to Kenobi as general. Yeah, I noticed that too. Unless if it was just out of respect because he knew he was General Kenobi. Yeah, it could be. I so I'm I'm curious if he if he fought in the Clone Wars in some way or what he did. Um, definitely had to had some part in it. Um, because I mean, granted, Kenobi was one of the more famous Jedi around. Um, but anyways, I thought that was pretty cool that he mentioned him as general. Um, I really thought this episode they were going to confirm whether that one droid from the previous episode wasn't a droid or not, because I still kind of don't believe that it's a droid. Mm-hmm. It just does not move 
quite around like a droid and doesn't make any kind of noise at all. And think of one droid that has not made any kind of noise in Star Wars. What? There has none. There has oh, none. Oh, not yeah. None. Yeah, that, I, was, I was stuck for a second there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, okay, something's, something's odd about this. And they made, like, a clear point of how Kenobi was, like, checking out this droid, like, something, something's up with this droid. Yeah. But anyways, off Roken for a moment. <laughs> Um, we're gonna cut over to Reva, Ariva, and um, Leia. Reva starts interrogating uh, Leia uh, to try to find the path they call it. Um, there, she took her to the Inquisitor base on Nur, which is a moon in the Mustafar system. Um, ends up trying to mind probe Leia, but Leia resists effortlessly. I thought that was pretty badass on her part. She I was looked like she was like not trying at all. I was waiting for her to pull a Ray when she read Kylo Ren's mind. And I wanted her to be like, you're scared of him, aren't you? And like be talking about Rebel being scared of Vader and her being like, but I don't know, that would have been too much. But that was that was just that was a cool moment right there that she was resisting that hard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because didn't she resist when Vader did it in A New Hope? Yeah, I don't think she ever said anything. Mm-mm. Because she did get um, not mind probe, but they hooked her up to that. Um, yeah, that one device. It's like a a lie detector, I guess, or they can like mm-hmm. read mind through it or something like that. I, I never quite understood what it did, but I knew they got information out of it somehow through, like, I don't know if it just from the pain that it puts you through or what it does. Yeah. But anyways, um, Reva actually talks about um, how she had a droid uh, after Lola pops out of uh, Leia's pocket and tries to attack her. Um, I thought that was kind of lame. Yeah. Um, but... Um, we learn kind of, you know, her stance on the Jedi, um, how she f- kind of felt like she was left behind because she kept telling Leia, no one's going to find, uh, no one's going to come for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and starts talking about, you know, how she felt like she was left behind um, and that the Jedi only care about themselves. She actually tells uh, Leia as well that Obi-Wan is dead, which is not true, of course. Um, that he burned to death, which is understandable, but uh, definitely not true. Do you well, think that she actually thought he was dead? I think for a second she did. No, she I'm did. talking about Reva. Reva, do you think Reva thought she was or that he was dead, or do you think she was just lying like she knew that he escaped? I think she was just lying, yeah, just so she would like have. So Leia would feel like she had like no other way of getting yeah. out. Um, but of course Leia's strong and didn't buy into it. I really am loving this Leia character, by the way. Me too. It's funny because when well, when we get to it, but when Kenobi rescues her, her profile looked exactly like Carrie Fisher's in a new hope. Like it was actually a striking resemblance, like it was scary. Well, you know, one thing that's funny that I I noticed and another YouTuber pointed it out today and I was kind of glad because I, I sort of noticed it in the back of my head, but it like really hit home with me after I heard it. 
um, is that the outfits that she's been wearing. Oh yeah. Resemble <laughs> her outfits from the movies. Yeah. Like that green outfit um, from um, Return oh, of the Jedi. Uh, the white was from A New Hope. Um, I don't remember if they did one from Empire Strikes Back or not for her. She wore red. But I'm not sure if that was from four or five, but regardless, that was. Yeah, but it, they've been resembling from mm-hmm. her older self, which I thought that was super cool. Um, so anyways, let's skip that and or skip to the next part. Um, so they start discussing um, it's back with Obi-Wan. They start discussing uh, a blueprint holocron of the Inquisitor base on Nur. Uh, they discuss um, that it's in the Mustafar system. They ask if Vader's there. It's reported that he is not there. He's on a ship. Chances are that he is in the back of the tank because anytime he's not in combat, he is pretty much in the back of the tank at this point of his life. Um, so then they make a plan. Um, Obi-Wan originally was going to be the only one that wanted to go because he knew how bad he needed to get to Leia. Um, and then Tala, who is the actress from Game of Thrones, apparently, I guess, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Couldn't even tell you. Never seen it. Okay. So someone someone said that she's from Game of Thrones. Okay. So um, she volunteers to help Kenobi rescue Leia from the Inquisitor base um, by um, trying to use her older Imperial codes that she has. Um, so she has um, the, uh, I have it written down right here, what it was called, the Imperial Code Cylinder. That's the thing that he uses to open up the doors. Gotcha. It gives you like secret access, like only uh, Imperial officers had them to get in there. Um, but then, so they're heading to Mur, and Tala talks to Kenobi after seeing him struggling to, you know, move that little... Uh, the little part on the table, he was just trying to, you know, use the force, trying to get it back. Yeah. You could just tell he was playing mind games with himself. Um, that she notices that he's struggling mentally and that he needs to, you know, let go of the past. And Kenobi says some things cannot be forgotten. Uh, pretty, it was kind of sad because you can tell how hard he's taking it. I mean, can you blame him? He's kind of one of the reasons that, he created one of the evil most evil people in all the galaxy absolutely um that's pretty bad uh just another reminder i know i mentioned this uh last week but i know a lot of people have been complaining about how weak kenobi has been in this series you got to realize it's been 10 years um so expecting him to be prime kenobi you know he hasn't touched a lightsaber in 10 years or really used the force you know to hide um so that would in an extent be like asking michael jordan to come out of retirement right now and play in the nba and expect him to be the best player in the nba um so that's my stance on that i've always sort of thought that was a little outrageous um and overcritical by a lot of fans personally um so that's just something to think about um when you're thinking about him being weak granted yeah he has been pretty pathetically weak oh, but i think that would happen with anyone that hasn't 
really used the force in over a decade. I think even that would happen to Yoda if he didn't use the force. Agreed. Um, so they get into the base. Um, Kenobi, you know, starts getting some of his confidence back. Um, using the force, uh, distracting stormtroopers, having them go the other way. Um, Tala gets in the base, you know, is looking at the blueprints of the place. Um, you know, telling him where to go, basically. Um, she's trying to figure out what's down in this uh, lower layer. So Kenobi goes down to that lower layer to try to find Leia, but he ends up running into a tomb of Jedi. Um, and it was uh, pretty crazy. The first Jedi that we actually see in there is uh, a Jedi that we saw in the Clone Wars series, uh, Tara Sanub, I think that's how you pronounce the name. Okay. Um, it was the Jedi that helped Ahsoka find her lightsaber. Ah. And he had the, um, his walking stick was disguised as, or his lightsaber was described, uh, disguised as the walking stick. Okay. Um, actually, funny enough, I rewatched it with my buddy Darnell today, and he was the one that pointed it out to me off the rip. And I was like, wow, I didn't even point that out. Um, and then we see some other Jedi as well, or it could be force sensitive people. I'm just playing out for sensitive people. Um, and then we see, lastly, we see a youngling um, that is reported to have been taken when Reva was taken. So somehow it has to be one of those uh, younglings that were in the beginning scene of Kenobi from episode one. Gotcha. That's what people are saying, at least. Um but Dylan, let me ask you, what do you think the purpose of keeping those bodies are? Uh, right off the rip, they're keeping them for a purpose. So it would probably be for testing, in my opinion. And we know somehow Palpatine returns. And from what we learned about Grogu in The Mandalorian is that they're testing Force-sensitive beings. So perhaps they're gathering these Force-sensitive beings or even quote-unquote jedis to clone them yeah so i i definitely think that's a possibility um i know another possibility um sort of goes with um the lightsaber collection the helmet collection this could just be a straight-up collection of jedi for vader um just like that um but i'm sort of leaning towards the point that you said it's sort of for testing purposes more than a collection. The collection's more of the lightsabers and helmets and such. Oh yeah. Um, but it could just be a big trophy room as well. Yeah. So um I thought that was pretty interesting how uh 50-50 a lot of people were on that. Um so I I yeah, I'm with you. I personally think that it's for clone testing. Um and then while he's in that, um, what did I call it? The tomb, uh, he hears Leia screaming because Reva takes Leia to the interrogation room because she's not cooperating. <laughs> yeah. And has her hooked up. Kenobi tells Tala to make a distraction for Reva so he can get to Leia and save her, um, which she so happens to get there just in time. So I'm curious how close those rooms had to have been because yeah 
she really did not have a lot of time to get down there and walk without like without running she did not have a lot of time so i'm curious how close those rooms were together um but she ends up making a distraction saying that he says it can't wait um that wasn't her or she just said it can't wait was that her though because somebody else brought reva to her Yeah, what it wasn't mean? her. What do you mean? Right? No, nah, it was her. It was? Yeah. I thought Reva came into the room and then yeah, Talo was, was sitting there. She was already there. Yeah, she walked ahead of her. Hmm. Okay. I, I don't know how it quite worked out, but yeah, I know that she walked in. She said, it can't wait. So she ended up leaving and um, basically Reva isn't buying it once she gets her in the room. Um, she's not buying that whatever she's saying is true. Tala actually mentions uh, the path uh, is on forum because she gets confronted as a spy and she actually straight up admits that she's a spy, which kind of blew Reva's mind. It was like, what why'd you say that um but tala has so far has made good cover-ups for every time she's been caught oh yeah like she absolutely dogged that security guard Mm -hmm. absolutely dogged him call me sir (laughs) yeah um but funny enough florum is the planet that hondu comes from oh nice little shout out yes it was a cool little shout out um, so basically Kenobi slices up some stormtroopers. Um, I'm going to get into that at the end of the episode as well, because I have some things about that, that I, um, I mean, I nitpick a little bit, but, um, basically rescues Leia. They get caught by a droid, um, end up getting in a big duel or not duel, but battle where stormtroopers are storming in from everywhere at that point. Um, it is believed that Vader knows that Kenobi is on the, um, in the base. Um, so he's on his way now and they end up meeting back up with Tala after he ends up flooding the whole, um, bridgeway, basically killing the stormtroopers. And, um, I want to say it was a purge trooper. They called it. Yeah. Um, which they're strictly in charge of killing Jedi. That's like their main duty um, is like hunting a Jedi. So it's basically a stormtrooper inquisitor without a, a lightsaber, of course. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Reva finds them trying to escape in disguise. Uh, I thought it was kind of uh, awkward that Leia was hiding underneath his, uh, you know, his uh, yeah. boat. Like how do, how are people not recognizing there's uh four legs there? <laughs> yeah. Um so she calls him out with a big group of stormtroopers. Um, and then perfect timing to the rescue. Uh two T forty seven snow speeders come in and just light up the place. Just start lighting up the place, helping him escape. Uh they hop in the one snow speeder. 
Um, and then Reva ends up exploding the other one, RIP Ray, uh, Wade. Uh, not D Wade, but Wade. And then basically it shows them getting away. Vader comes into the base absolutely just pissed. Right when he comes into the room, he just starts force choking Reva, uh, Reva and saying, I told you what the consequences would be. And she says, I let them get away on purpose. He lets go. And then she starts explaining her story as she's trying to catch her breath that she has a tracker on him. Mm-hmm. And when it shows the snowspeeder landing, um, I actually stopped the... Um, I stopped the episode and was looking for where she could have put a tracker on it. So I'm like, okay, I don't see anything on this. Yeah. Um, we find out at the end of the episode though, that she put a bug in Lola. Mm-hmm. So Lola is a little more important now than she was before. Right. <laughs> um, but to end the episode, um, you see Wade's friend. I, I made a joke that she was drinking some Hennessy afterwards <laughs> yeah <laughs> she poured one out for the heart some uh disarano that's what the bottle more looked like that she was drinking out of that's so that's good tastes like apple juice tastes like cherry, cough, cherry cough syrup yeah a little bit serrano uh-huh italian liquor deep stuff but it works mm-hmm. but anyways a big a big part of the ending uh, um and this is the most important part, probably almost of the whole episode was when Leia went to go grab Kenobi's hand on the plane to hold his hand and Kenobi grabs her hand. Um, I don't know if you noticed this at all, but that is supposed to resemble a new hope for Kenobi, that there's still hope. Hmm. OK, I mean, <clears throat> I didn't catch that exactly, but yeah. Makes sense. It, it gives him it like I don't know if you noticed at all, but like his emotions in his face are just like completely different from out the entire uh series so far. Like he he feels more like himself, it looks like. Yeah. After that. Um so I expect Kenobi to be a lot more intense uh for these last two episodes, and uh I can't wait. Me too. Uh, any other takes that you have? No, not right this second, but let's take it to another ad break. We're going to hear our good friend Mike Totorella speak on his new mix. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the episode and get to our big blue milks. Hey, gang, this is Mike Totorella, otherwise known as Lucci, and you're listening to the Refill and Chill podcast. Stay tuned to the end of the pod for a preview of my new mix, Bangerade Volume 2. Consume responsibly. Be sure to check out Lucci on SoundCloud and his new mix, Bang Raid Volume 2. Mike couldn't be here tonight to record this beautiful podcast only because he's going to see Top Gun. Um, I wasn't interested in seeing Top Gun, were you? Uh, so I actually am, but I do hate Tom Cruise. I hate Tom Cruise too. You know I'm his biggest hater. You are you are a bigger hater than I am, but I, I've never been a big Tom Cruise person. But I will say I did as a kid love the first Top Gun. Okay. Well, I still I always hit he he like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, they're the same character in all their movies, and that just drives me insane. 
Yeah. Um, which, by the way, did you see that Black Adam trailer? I haven't yet. I, I've seen that it's out, but. Yeah, it's very mid. I mean, it's it's just another DC movie. Uh, I'm probably not going to like it that much. It's not going to be no Suicide Squad or Peacemaker. But I'm just so I'm just so fucking done with the DC like movies right now. I I am too. I've I've never been a big DC person other than you know Batman. Batman, that's it. Batman, Joker, that's it for me. But I, I did like, hit or miss for me lately. Yeah, you know I love Peacemaker and I love the Suicide Squad, but everything else is just just boring and stupid. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we're here to talk about. So we just wrapped up the recap on episode four of Kenobi. Um, right there at the end, when you had mentioned that, it, you know, we're going to see some more intense Kenobi. I think now that he's finally realizing he can use the force again and he's learning how to use the force again, we're going to see some real Obi-Wan Kenobi now. And it's going to be insane. Like when he finally faces off against Vader again, because he's got to face Vader. I mean, oh, 100%. He's 100% facing Vader again. Yeah. Did you have any disappointments, though? Oh, yeah. I meant to mention that. Let me get into that real quick before we talk about our uh, three blue milks. Uh, so there were a couple of things that I kind of had a problem with. Um, one Star Wars theory mentioned on his, but I, I was going to mention it anyways. Uh, Tala smacking a stormtrooper with her open palm. Yeah. You know, knocking him backwards like that that's not happening um and then how many damn hits can a stormtrooper take of a lightsaber i don't know that was weird that was stupid in my opinion yeah it should only take one it should take one cut and that's it yeah they or um obi-wan hit him like three times yeah i'm like damn that armor must be tough mm-hmm. but one blaster one hit with a blaster you're gone yeah that was a little interesting yeah, I, I didn't really like that, but I'm not going to be too nitpicky about it. I just thought it was kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I had no other um, like problems with the episode. I loved the episode. Yeah. It was a shorter episode. That, that is one thing. It was a shorter episode, but I, I'm kind of glad they didn't make it too much longer because they got, you know, to the point. Um, it gave us a good thing to lead into the next episode. Yeah. So well, I am hoping that these next two episodes are going to be back to the 50 minutes or close to it. Yeah. Other than the first episode, this was the most Star Wars episode I feel like we've seen so far. I really, really, really enjoyed them being on the Inquisitor Lair because there's always like a rescue in Star Wars. Like that's just, that's always going to happen. Yeah. And, and, and Star Wars. Yes, and I just felt like everything with the interrogation and the rescue and Vader, like it was like that was the closest to a new hope we could get, and I loved it. Um, my only disappointment uh, would have been just that we still haven't seen Anakin. We've seen him once, and he was from the distance. Yeah, I, I truly believe that's going to be the only time we really see him granted i could be wrong we still have two episodes two whole episodes to go through um and they definitely brought hayden christensen back for a reason so yeah um definitely curious to see what they do with that yeah that's about it um 
expectations for episode five? I would say they're pretty high. Um, yeah, they gotta they seriously have to land. They just take a landing. Yeah. Um, even if it's not as action packed, which I could see, but I think the Inquisitors are gonna show up to uh, Jabim because um, that's where they're heading right now, and Lola has the tracker in her. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gonna show up, you know, cause havoc. Um, if anything, we're going to see Kenobi maybe fight some Inquisitors or we could see the Grand Inquisitor show up. Possibly. Right. But I think the Grand Inquisitor is more of a, a last episode after the Vader and Obi-Wan fight. I agree. I agree. Well, you ready for these three blue milks? Oh, absolutely. First big blue milk, Brandon. You're a Jedi and it's post Order 66. What planet are you hiding out on? Um, not Tatooine, that's for sure. Um, what planet am I hiding on? Naboo. Okay. Naboo or um, honestly Alderaan. Even okay. though it ends up getting blown up, but they don't know that. Yeah. I was either going to say the Dagobah system with Yoda, because obviously he's never reached by anybody. Mm -hmm. Or um, the only other one that I could think of would have been, I actually enjoyed in episode five of the Mandalorian season two, when they meet Ahsoka, that planet that they met her on in that little village. I know it was kind of ran by those bad people, but it ended up, you know, being freed at the end. That village was kind of dope. Oh yeah, no, that was sick. I was like, I forget the planet that was on. I know, I know. I feel bad that I don't remember that either, but um, that's what I was thinking. So, number two, you are stuck on a private island with one Star Wars character. Who are you choosing and why? I texted you my answer before, but uh, I feel like I shouldn't say that on air. I think you should. Ah, okay. Fair enough. Uh, Rose, so I could drown her. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then we never have to hear about rose again <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> um if i had to pick one character i would pick padme because if it's a private island and there's nobody else there someone's got to procreate and start over the island you know someone's got to repopulate the island so i'm telling gabby all right <laughs> <laughs> moving on Third and final Big Blue Milk. This is kind of a longer, drawn-out question. Um, at this point, are you enjoying Kenobi more, or did you enjoy Stranger Things Season 4 more? Uh, and be honest. Be honest. Okay. I am going to say I am enjoying Kenobi more, but I think Stranger Things is better. Mm-hmm. But that's just because I I love Star Wars and I've been looking forward to the series so much. I feel like yeah, we've been waiting for this for like three years. Yeah, and Stranger Things like I've gotten that for since I was in high school. What four or five years ago it started? Yeah, yeah, we've gotten that more recently. Kenobi, I haven't seen Obi Wan Kenobi since I was five years old. Right. And- from him so it means that this series means more to me than stranger things did but stranger things season four if you haven't watched any of the first volume yet go watch it 
highly recommend it. Dylan, did you finish it actually? Yeah. So this season of, or I'm sorry, this Kenobi series means more to me than Stranger Things season four does. But Stranger Things, I've been enjoying. I enjoyed it way more than I've enjoyed this series of Kenobi. But that's just my opinion because I go back to the first time I saw Stranger Things and there was a feeling like none other when I watched it for the first time. But um, every season so far has been crazy. They've topped it off every single time. The music's great. The aesthetic is great with the 80s. All the product placement, you know, that's my my little niche. I love product placement and marketing. Um, crazy product placement. Yeah. This season was outstanding. So if Kenobi can fucking stick the landing, maybe it'll top it. But at this moment, Stranger Things season four, volume one already, knowing that we still have two more episodes coming July 1st. Two hour plus episodes, too. Yeah. So that's where I stand. Yeah, that, that's completely understandable. Um, Stranger Things, obviously, I think it's a better series. Um, and it's going to ultimately end up being better than Kenobi. Um, from an audience standpoint. Um, but I just, I really have loved Kenobi. So, yeah. um, and I did, I meant to tell you, um, from our last week's debate, I ended up watching Book of Boba all over again this week. And um, just from start to finish, it was a lot better than I gave it credit for. But it was one of those where it went because it was week to week. Yeah. It kind of made it slower for me. But if you watch it, just if you just binge it, you know, for a couple of days, even if you want to spread it out that long. Pretty damn good. Did you want to bring up what you saw from Tim Morrison? Oh, yeah. He wants to bring back the old Boba Fett. He wants to, you know, be more of the badass Boba Fett. Um, So if they do do a season two of Book of Boba, I don't think that's been confirmed. Nothing. Yeah. Um, So if they do decide to do that, which they might or they might just put him in season three of Mandalorian. Maybe they might just have him part of the Mandalorian from now on. Um, which mm-hmm. I have absolutely no problem with that at all. No problem with that at all. If they just want to stay away from, you know, the separate book of Boba um, and just, you know, he's, in the, you know, he's acquainted with the Mandalorian, uh, Din Djarwin, Perfectly fine with that. I agree. Well, that wraps it up for me. I got nothing else. Yeah, that's all I have to say about this episode. Great episode. Um, Dylan, what would you rate this episode? We didn't do that last week. Mm, so far, it's been my favorite episode. So I'd probably say a high nine, like nine, four, nine, five out of ten. Okay. Okay. Pretty solid. I'm not too far off. I'd probably say like, I'd probably say nine. Sweet. Yeah, I would say nine. I would rate it probably closer to you, but the the stormtrooper yeah. all really threw me off. Yeah, that was. It had me like, oh, come on. This was such a great episode. I know. Yeah. But I'm not going to be too nitpicky. Nine out of ten. That's fair. All right. Well, until next time, guys, check out Kenobi. Check out the Stranger Things if you haven't seen it. 
Go see Top Gun if you're interested in that kind of thing. Jurassic World Domination is out now as of yesterday. Check it out. Um, Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. My name is Dylan. This is Brandon. Signing off. Peace. Peace. For the boys with the booming system Top town AC with the coolest system When he come up in the club, he be blazing up Got stacks on deck like he's saving up And he ill, he real, he might got a deal He pop bottles and he got the right kind of bill He cold, he dope, he might suck He always in the air, but he never fly couch He a mother drip, drip, tell her all the shit, shit When he make a drip, drip, kiss him on a lip, lip That's the kind of dude I was looking for And yes, you get slapped if you're looking for